Hey, everybody. Thank you for tuning into episode eight of Becoming People of Prayer. I'm excited to get into this conversation with you this evening. And what we're going to be talking about is the whole question of what do we do with our bodies when it comes to prayer? Does it matter what we do? Does it uh, matter if our hands are folded or if they're raised? Or does our posture matter if we're sitting, standing, kneeling? Well, those are the things we're going to talk about in this episode, and hopefully it'll be an encouragement to you. So let's jump in. Hi, and welcome to the Becoming People of Prayer podcast, a podcast designed to explore the spiritual discipline of prayer and hopefully help you and me in becoming people who pray. Now, I've talked about her before, but my two-year-old daughter seems to give me great illustrations for, for different speaking things. And, and so she, I'm going to talk about her again in this episode. Uh, as I've said before, she's not even two years old yet. But something that we have made a priority in our household, as well as many Christian families make this a priority, uh, is the whole discipline of praying before meals. So we pray before meals with my daughter. Uh, what's been amazing to me is to see how this little you know, almost two-year-old, when she hears the words, okay, let's pray, instinctively almost, it seems, she folds her hands or she reaches out to grab our hands. And when I think about it, sure, I'm, we probably have taught her how to do this at one point or another, but it's not something we've made mandatory. It's not something that we've worked on a lot, um, but it's just, it's really cute, isn't it? And this image of little kids folding hands is probably something that comes to mind when we think about folding hands. Um, but if we take a step back from that practice, I think it's good to ask the question, why on earth do we do that? Why do we teach kids to do that? What's up with the folding of hands? Uh, and, and better than that, what, what about our bodies as a whole? When it comes to times of prayer, does it matter what we do with our bodies? Well, when we look at God's word, I think the summary that I would give um, to that question, does it matter, is probably yes and no. Um, how's that for an answer? But what I mean by that is that I don't think that our prayers themselves gain any special merit or special power by us doing something specifically with our bodies when we pray. Um, there's no power in that necessarily. Um, I think that what we do with our bodies, though, the power in it is actually how it affects our hearts. The expression of our bodies, the things we do with our hands or, or if we're kneeling, whatever it is, uh, what it's doing is orienting our hearts. And in that, I think that it can very much matter what it is we're doing with our bodies. Remember, we want our prayer to flow from a place of communing with God, a place of being in his presence. And if positioning your body in a certain way actually helps you to experience his presence in a way that's more enriching, then yeah, I think it's important that you do that thing that you need to do with your body. Uh, but let's jump into some of these specifics. Let's start with what I've already brought up, folding hands. Why on earth do we fold our hands when we pray or why do we teach others to do that? I know as an adult, I don't fold my hands very often, if at all, to pray, uh, maybe just to make a symbol of praying to, to show someone else that I am praying. But when we look at scripture, we don't see a specific command telling us to fold our hands. What we do see, however, are commands around prayer that do relate to our hands. In 1 Timothy chapter 2, verse 8, Paul instructs people to raise their hands in prayer. 
In fact, when we look at scripture as a whole, we see multiple references, this connection of the hand and prayer. In the Old Testament, we understand the whole picture of the hand whenever it relates to God um, is that the hand is an instrument of agency. Now, that maybe sounds like a, a strange phrase, but, but this reality that when we talk about the hand of God in scripture, it's not that they're necessarily talking about the literal hand of God, but rather the hand of God representing a powerful element of the whole, right? So we read verses that talk about the hand of, of God is not too short to reach out. Uh, we, in, in Isaiah 41.10, we read about God's righteous right hand. And in that, we see that the hand is a symbol of power. Now, if we think about that in relation to prayer, uh, I think it does matter what we do with our hands in prayer. So if Paul is telling us to raise our hands in prayer, or in the Old Testament, we read about how we need to open our hands or spread our hands in prayer. Um, if you tie that to this whole idea of the hand being an instrument of power, an instrument of agency, well, it's almost like Paul is telling us that we need to take our power that, that is represented in our hands and surrender it to God. We need to open our hands to God. We need to raise our hands to God and say, God, these hands, these hands are yours. The power in my life, it's, it's, it's for you. God, the power that I have, it's, it's only but a gift from you. So I give it to you. And we symbolically surrender that power to God by opening our hands by raising our hands to him. And, and in those ways, I, I think we see the importance of what, our, what we do with our hands when it comes to prayer. Now, what about this whole folding hands business? Well, as much as we don't see or read about hands being folded in scripture, there is writings about fan, hands being folded in other ancient Jewish writings. So pre-first century, we have a writing called the Talmud, which is a, a, a basically a book of teachings of Jewish teachers and rabbis. And in these books, they talk about folding hands in prayer. Now, again, it's not in the Bible, so it's, it's not like this command from God. Um, but I, I think that we can look at that and say, well, maybe that's where this practice maybe came from. So this discipline of folding hands. Now, if you're like me and you tend to get distracted when you pray, folding hands kind of makes sense. Again, it's a gesture or a posture that focuses us. Um, if our hands open and surrender is something intentional that we're doing with our bodies to symbolize or signal surrender, well, maybe the folding of hands is something we're doing with our bodies to signify or symbolize this whole concept of focus. So what we do with our hands, I think it affects the way that we pray. And if folding of hands helps you to focus, then you should probably fold your hands. If raising your hands to God is a is an act of surrender, it's something that empowers your prayers, excites your prayers, then I'd encourage you, raise your hands to God when you pray. Not necessarily every time, um, but, but consider that as something that you do on maybe a regular basis. So that's our hands. What, what else can we do in prayer? Well, I think that kneeling is also a very powerful posture that we can take in prayer. If raising our hands is a symbol of surrender... I think of kneeling and, and say, man, kneeling is also this powerful symbol of surrender. Now, in my own personal life, I can remember a season of, of prayer being something very difficult for me to engage in. And um, I, I wanted to grow in being a person of prayer. And so I started adding to my prayer times this act of getting down on my knees. 
And guys, I, I gotta be honest, it was this incredibly powerful experience for me. When I'd get down on my knees and bring my requests before God, when I'd get down on my knees and, and seek Jesus in prayer, desiring to be with him, something changed. Something changed in my heart. And for me, this idea of getting down on my knees was this whole coming before my King, my God, my Savior, and admitting to him that I got nothing. That in his presence, I don't even have the strength to stand. That when I think about all these things I'm praying about, I recognize there's nothing I can do. And the greatest thing I could do is just get on my knees before God. And that symbol um, isn't, is more than a symbol, but it's, it's a posture of total surrender. And for myself, I found that it really focuses my prayers. It, it keeps me uh, tuned in. It keeps me away from distraction. But it also just makes my prayer times that much sweeter. This is something I would contrast in my own life to the posture of sitting. Now, again, uh, I don't think that there's a wrong way to pray in terms of posture. Um, and, and sitting, I think, can be a very appropriate thing. Uh, for myself, I've found that when I sit and just sit in a, a nice, relaxing chair, uh, prayer does not come so easily. I find I'm often distracted. I find that, um, yes, that it's hard for me to focus at times. And I, I find that I can, I can quickly find myself not praying at all. Um, so while I don't think that sitting is wrong, I would just encourage you to consider, is sitting empowering your prayer life? And if the answer to that is yes, then fantastic. And maybe while you're sitting, you can incorporate postures with your hands, whether it's opening your hands on your lap with the, with the palms facing up, again, a sign of surrender, or even from a sitting position, raising your hands in the air in prayer to God. Uh, there's so much we can do. Uh, for myself, in addition to uh, experiences of using my hands, experiences of kneeling, I've also found that there's certain activities that I can engage in uh, that have been incredibly helpful for me in prayer. The big one is going for prayer walks. Maybe you've been on a prayer walk. Maybe you've been, um, you've heard about prayer walks. But prayer walks really are as simple as they sound. It is going for a walk and praying. Um, and those times can be so enriching. And I think what's so cool about walking is that once you get going, it's an action, it's an exercise that you are engaged in, but you're not really thinking about it, right? When you go for a walk, you, you look at it as an opportunity to maybe connect with a friend or connect with just being outside in nature. Well, what if you added this layer of using a walk as being a way for you to connect with God and, and coming to Him and bringing Him your prayers? That when you go for that walk, it might look like you're walking alone, but you know in your heart that you're not. And maybe in those times you will experience some deep, enriching um, opportunities for prayer. For myself, I've, I'm actually someone who can run and, and pray while I run. I know a lot of people struggle with that. But if you have specific exercises that you do, uh, things that help you stay in shape, to help you uh, keep a clear mind, um, whether it's running or going to the gym, whatever, perhaps in those, in those exercises, you can find opportunities to pray. And for me, what I find in the rhythm of running, um, again, it's just, it's this practice I'm engaged in that I don't really have to think about. And while I'm going, I can just run with Jesus and bring my prayers and my requests to him. So whatever the posture is, whether your hands are folded, whether they're open, whether your fingers are just spread, whether they're raised in the air, 
Maybe you're kneeling on your hands and knees before God or sitting in a chair or going for a walk. All of these postures, the purpose, the point of them is to orient your heart, to orient your heart to God, to to take your heart and focus it in, to to rid yourself of distraction and come before God in, in a posture of surrender, in a posture of dependence. And I believe that as we do that, as we adopt some of these postures, we will find ourselves overcoming barriers, things that keep us from prayer. And as we incorporate our bodies into our practice of prayer, I think it will help many of us in becoming people of prayer. Just have one more thought for us. Uh, Psalm 103, um, the, the opening verse of that says, Bless the Lord, O my soul, all that is within me, bless his holy name. Now, it's an interesting psalm, right? Because when you think about that opening line, and if we were to say that the psalms are worship songs or or prayers to God, you would look at that opening line and say, wait a minute, the the psalmist, and I believe Psalm 103 is is David, you could say, well, David's not actually talking to God. He's not praying, uh, and he's not worshiping because he's talking to himself. And we think that people who talk to themselves are really weird, but when you read the psalms, you see King David doing this all the time asking questions of himself. Why are you downcast, O my soul? Or in the case of Psalm 103, he's commanding himself to praise God. And I I look at these postures of prayer, and I think much like David's prayer that he would bless the Lord, I, I look at these postures and I see them as a way for us to tell ourselves to bless the Lord. That when we don't want to pray, we get on our hands and knees And we tell ourselves, no, we're praying. It's time to pray. When we don't want to surrender our hearts to God, we raise our hands in the air and we say, even though I don't want to, God, I choose to surrender. I'm raising my hands in surrender. And much like David's command to himself to bless the Lord, we join with David in commanding ourselves to pray. Friends, prayer is powerful. And the simplicity of distraction can keep us from it. So would you join with me in considering what types of postures we need to take with our bodies to help us become people of prayer? Well, thank you for listening to the Becoming People of Prayer podcast series. This podcast series is a part of the Equip podcast put out by Twilliger Community Church. You can learn more about Twilliger Community Church by visiting tcchurch.ca. I invite you to subscribe to and share this podcast with others as well as to take the thoughts and the concepts from this episode and share them with others. You will not grow as a Christian without the accountability and friendship of other believers. The music for this podcast series comes from one of my favorite singer-songwriters, Sandra McCracken, with her song, He Walks With Me, off her record, God's Highway. You should really check it out. Well, God bless, and I pray that you will experience the joy and blessing of being a person of prayer.